Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Weekly Blend. Uh, this is the Big Blend Radio show that we cover pop culture, music, holidays that are happening for the week. And uh, this week, we're focusing on seafarers, rivers, Ooh. ghosts, and one-hit wonders, and a whole bunch more. Uh, we are covering cool. the week of September 24th through the 1st of October. So we're at the very end of the month. Woohoo! It is fall, and we have mm. Joey Stuckey back on the show with us. He is on the show with us, co-hosting every fourth weekend. And uh, Joey is an awesome musician based out of Georgia, in Macon, Georgia. In fact, he's the official music ambassador for Macon, Georgia, which is the southern rock capital of the world. I encourage you to go to his website, joeystuckey.com. So welcome back, Joey. How are you? Man, I cannot be better. I, I am, uh, you know, I've, I've been doing a lot of podcasts, a lot of Zoom meetings, and uh, I have a whole uniform that I wear for these things now because no one can see me unless I let them. So I'm in my Looney Tunes, uh, <laughs> my, my, my Looney Tunes, uh, relaxing sweatpants and cool. my oversized I Love London t-shirt. Oh, and I love I must that. say, I look a treat. <laughs> Sounds good to me. We won't tell you what we're wearing because, you know. No, no. I mean, it's not polite to ask the lady what you're wearing because that can get you on some sort of list. So I got to be careful. Yeah, yeah. we're in trouble. Exactly. But I want to say we are. We are in the beautiful state of North Carolina, and you know that's mm. it is beautiful Asheville, North Carolina, and oh, it's gorgeous. Um, it uh, yeah, awesome. and and you know our mutual friend Billy is up here in this area. Yeah, too. you know Asheville is uh, has I think I can't remember if I have this number exactly right, but like something like three hundred music festivals a year. It's wow. some ridiculous number. It's fantastic. Asheville cool. is a city of the arts, and it yeah. dates way, way back. I mean, F. Scott Fitzgerald, mm. uh, Zella Fitzgerald. Um, we've got O. Henry, the author, and Tom mm. Wolfe, the author. So a lot of literary stuff going on there. A lot of yeah. musicians, a lot of art, a lot of nature, and a whole lot of beer. I mean, mm. yeah. it, it's and now they've got distilleries, they've got gardens, they've got parks, they've got, I mean, they've got Smoky Mountains. It's a beautiful and, um, city. It, it's yeah, sure. it's smoking, man. So, Joey, <laughs> the live day is coming up the 29th yeah. of September. Are yes, you excited? September 29th. Oh, very much so. And, you know, um, it's just it's just it's just so gratifying to be able to assemble um, musicians that understand what the day means to me and then have them make it their own where they celebrate their own triumphs and their own experiences and we hope that the audience will come uh, with a with a with a look towards being grateful and excited about the positive things in their life. Because you know it's odd, but we as human beings tend to think about all the bad stuff and let mm -hmm. that preoccupy our mind. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't acknowledge those things. Certainly, you should. But uh, boy, I have so much to be grateful for. And of course, the live days about the day I beat the brain tumor that was supposed to take my life and though it did take my sight and leave me with some other health challenges. Um, you know, it, it's, I'm alive and so grateful to be in, you know, despite some of the limitations I have physically, um, I still pretty much do everything that I want to do. It's not easy, but it's possible. And that's the big mm -hmm. takeaway. But uh, this year we've got so many amazing things. My dear friend, Tom rule, giving us some jazz piano. 
another dear friend uh, and client of mine and, and just amazing singer-songwriter Pam Bedwell will be there. Uh, we've also got uh, a blind hip-hop artist mm-hmm. from Atlanta wow. uh, who uh, is coming down to question ATL. And then, of course, I've got my good friend Nick Malloy, who is um, wheelchair-bound after a car accident. And oh. he's just now getting back to uh, to performing. He's done a lot, did a lot in the past, but he's just mm-hmm. now getting back to performing. So we're so excited to welcome him to the stage. And then, of course, I've got my uh, band, which is uh, – I have several different bands that I run. I have a, a jazz band, which is typically four to five people. But uh, mostly I have my progressive Americana band, uh, which is very blues-based. Um, and that's a trio because it's just easier to tour, fewer schedules, fewer hotel rooms. You know, and uh, mm. they'll be they'll be joining me. Charles Arnold on drums, Mike Rourke on Rourke on bass, and then my buddy Tom Rule is going to join us for a couple tunes. He's been part of my band for a million years, and then uh, Rob Evans, I'm Rob Evans, Rob Walker. Pardon me, pardon me, Robs. I, I know both of them, uh, but uh, Rob Walker, who's a very famous Southern rock guitar player from the band Stillwater, is going to come join us on a song and. and uh, Oh, it, cool. It's a thrill to it's a thrill to have him to come out and, and do it. So anyway, yeah. Uh, all why that why it's Stillwater? I just listened to something of theirs like yesterday. Yeah, yeah Stillwater. They, I they came they, up their, on their some, biggest hit. Yeah. Was called, I think called Mindbender was one of their biggest uh, they, yeah hits. Uh, and uh, yeah, they're they're fantastic and and guys that I've all known you know for a long time and uh, they were certainly part of the big Southern rock scene um, back in the seventies here. And you know all the big all the big Southern rock bands had had some connection with making Georgia, uh, and they, you know, they I mean from the Almond Brothers to Stillwater to Sea Level and uh, Marshall Tucker, Loose Change, uh, you know all these different Molly Hatchet, all these different uh, uh, bands. Oh, Molly but, Hatchet, uh, really? Yeah, hmm. oh, they're all they've all been connected here. Uh, Leonard Skinner, you know Otis Redding, so a lot, all those oh. very Southern bands, you know. 38 Special was from Florida, but they certainly uh, were part of some of the things going on here as well. I mean, again, it, you, you couldn't, if you were in the Southern rock genre, even tangentially, you you at least came through making for different reasons. But yeah, it's it's, uh, it's incredible. But all that to say, man, free concert, free, 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 family friendly as well. And you can bring everybody from grandma to the baby and just have a great time hanging out. Yeah, I want to tell people that also this will be up in the show notes. So in the show notes, whether you're listening to this on YouTube or Acast or Spotify or wherever you're listening, um, even on our website or in the magazine, there's a link to a page on our site, blendradioandtv.com, that has a music playlist. We've now started like book lists now because there's authors born throughout the week. And yeah, I mean, we can't. Yeah, apparently our friend Eva Eldridge uh, on a podcast back in at the end of August said, well, you know, we were talking about all these authors and we're like, well, why aren't we doing a, a reading list of all these authors ah, out there? So I now we, we started a book club. That's what I want to do. A book club. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's just like, yeah. Well, you know what? We will. We have our big blend club that started with yeah. more panel discussions and Joey's on, on some of those. And yeah. a recent one is our artificial intelligence conversation, which. You know, that's what Nancy says I have. <laughs> but, well, put that in, put that well, in there. But, but yeah, in the, anyway, so on blendradioandtv.com, I'll have the link to the 
podcast we did, the Big Weekly Blend podcast with Joey and the musicians he was talking about, some of the musicians he was talking about, uh, focusing on a live day and also the press release so you can read more about um, this special day. So it's very exciting. And that starts off our music thing. So, of course, a live day is a big deal for September 29th. Mm. And um, we've got a playlist with music as well. So um, we'll be including some of Joey's music in this one, of course, as always. But um, let's start off with, you know, we've got we've got to look at the holidays of, you know, yeah. this month and week and all that good stuff. And um, it's September 24th is Bluebird of Happiness Day. I love me like bluebirds. Yeah. I chase them all the time trying to get good photos of them. And they're the one bird that are gives me joy. To, are of, they hard to capture? The photos you of know, bluebirds? Are they? You know, if you have they're a shy. Bird, if you have bluebird nests everywhere, which I really yeah. encourage people doing because they are actually needing homes and well, well, um, how, how do you how do you how do you make a nest for a bluebird? What do you, what do you have to do? You do? put a little blue. You put there's actual little um, homes. You put little homes up. I shouldn't say nests. Little bird bird houses. Oh, okay. okay. Bluebirds. Yeah, I'm Great sorry. Boxes. I just I'm I'm nesting you, with the bluebirds. Do you just buy those at like Lowe's or how do you? What do you yeah, do? yeah. Home. De- you know what? There's bird stores. And are there's they like specific bird to bluebirds? Do you have yeah. to? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's and, and here's, here's my question. Bluebird nests. As a blind person, I just want to confirm that the bluebirds are actually blue. They are with a little they red are. chest. Okay, just mm-hmm. making sure. A ruddy, ruddy chest. So like a robin, they're like a, a quarter of the size of a robin, but with a robin-colored nest uh, chest and bright blue. But then there's different species. But bluebirds. I mean, but, I think about like. Bluebirds and music, so there's a lot of bluebird songs. So we're gonna. I I should have added that to the list. You should, um, and you need to do it now because I've got one. Okay, what the, the it's bluebird Paul McCartney. is? Oh, mm-hmm. oh, I thought that Paul was Blackbird. Paul, no, huh. he, that's that's with the Beatles, but he has a he has a he has a song called Bluebird from it's mm-hmm. a Paul McCartney tune, and I play it regularly. Um, it when with my solo acoustic guitar and vocal shows. Mm. Oh well, we're gonna and have to do it's that. It's got Linda. It's got Linda McCartney on backing vocals. It's it's a, a it's a very beautiful little love song that he wrote. Now, see, now the bluebird is different than the blue jay. Yes. The blue jay is loud and raucous, and he's like, wah, wah. and the bluebird sings a sweet song, and it's mm. small. Well, I love I love to hear bird songs. I yeah. I, I love, that's one of my favorite things to do. Um, mm. and, and, and the thing is like, I'm so in, in a couple, about 18 months, I'm actually going to move my home from, we're not exactly in the country, but we're, we got a lot of, we got about almost three acres of land, a lot of woods and we're, our, our backyard is really busy with little birds and foxes and all kind of little mm. oh, cool. critters. And I, and I love hearing them. In fact, where mm. I am now that, that I do these podcasts, I have an office on the second floor and uh, it's got a window that looks out over the woods, which of course I can't see, but this is where I drink my morning cup of coffee, do my emails. And there are always so many wonderful little bird songs. In fact, there's one little bird. I don't mm. know. What, obviously I don't know what kind, but there's one little bird that lands on my windowsill. Uh, a lot oh. of the times it just sort of hangs out. And, uh, but anyway, I love bird song. And one of the things that kind of bothers me is I've got to move, I'm going to move downtown because I'm building a new studio and I'm going to live above the studio. Uh, it's a massive facility. It's 9,000 square foot on one floor wow. and there are three floors. So the top floor is going to be all house 
and then the bottom two floors will be all studio. But the point is, the one thing that kind of makes me sad Mm -hmm. is that there's not as much bird action uh, down, and and, and, you know, I mean, you know, downtown. And uh, I've been Mm -hmm. thinking about like, how can I? We're gonna make a a green space. Yeah, we're gonna make a we're gonna make a little green space uh, and plant some shrubs and stuff. But I definitely want to get some bird houses and stuff for us and birds that I can keep hearing those swistles. Yeah, no, yeah. and you know what? It's really important, and we do so many shows on this, and it's, it's we're kind of ridiculous about it, but it's not. So when you have cities, putting green spaces in cities are so important to oh, not right. have, so we don't have dead zones. Like, you know, where we look at the ocean where we've had oil spills and these dead zones happen, um, and it's like, you know, harmful algal blooms happen, and so there's right. nothing living, and so we don't want these dead zones. It's not good for migration, bird migration, no. butterflies, insects, and it's not it's healthy for us. Anyone. And it actually, the heat index goes up. Um, so trees are really important, but these green spaces, and even if you just have a patio or a balcony, I mean, when we, we you know, we were on tour starting in, our tour started in 2012, where we started doing all the parks. 2013, we hit the road full time, and then we took a year in between, year and was it two years. Um, we had to go back and redo all of our work and websites, which we have to do again, huh? Um, no, but we're on, you know, it's a little different. And no. we had a little, we, we just, we got a quick apartment and we knew that if we lived in an apartment, we're going to get the heck out because we can't, we're not good at it. Um, cause we want to garden and stuff, but we put plants that, um, sage and things like that and some hibiscus and uh, as native as possible. And I swear within a week, we had hummingbirds, we had finches, yeah. we had orioles that would come. Um, which oh, are amazing. And so we really had this little ecosystem going. And luckily when we left the lady next door, we just moved the plants over there and the hummingbirds moved within a day. They're like, Oh, wow. my food source went there. Yeah. So yeah. And you get to know them. You get to know their sounds like everywhere we go, I get a mockingbird. I think it's my spirit animal and the mockingbird yeah. and RuPaul's they, my spirit animal. RuPaul. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. You know how I love RuPaul, right? I love I, I did RuPaul. Not, but I, I, I'm, I'm a I, big fan. Listen, I vote for RuPaul for president and me people too. give me the look. But, you know, because RuPaul has such a, you know, so much wisdom and care and kindness. Oh, um, I mean, it's all about that. All about that. Yeah. And, and yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why, I mean, I can't see the drag race stuff, but what I love about it, oh God, I it love my wife and I watch it together and I try to guess based on the, judges critiques who's doing the best you know because i can't mm. see it obviously make my own judgment but but what's what's the real reason i watch it is because it's all about community and love and kindness and i think that's so uh mission critical for the human race i think that's i can't wait for nancy and i go to palm springs in november hopefully november mm. december we're gonna go sometime in the winter we're, we're going to palm springs and you know oh. we're going oh. we have to we do a show every Second Saturday with the Palm Springs Preferred Small Hotels, which is about staying in, you know, actually human owned, non robotic hotels, non chain, yeah, yeah. um, independent hotels. They have over 80 of these, uh, small independent boutique hotels. Me. And, um, we do these shows and we've done, we've done shows talking about, you know, they have drag brunch on Sundays. Oh my God. I want to go to drag brunch and, because even the music and the, the showmanship, which is something oh, I awesome. sometimes feel, Unless you're a big star and stuff, I think sometimes we've lost the showmanship of dressing up for the show that I oh, loved I in the 60s and 70s and the dress up and getting the music right. Like, okay, so I want to go through the two of you a drag song. Joey, what if you're going to do drag, what song would you pick to do drag to? What song? Um, 
So now this whole whole focus of the show just already went out the window. I love yeah, it. Wow. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's how that's how we roll. Um, yeah. Gosh. Uh, well, I would say, I would say, I probably would have. To, if I'm going to do drag, um, then I would want something that had lots of attitude. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I sass. would probably do yeah sass. Uh, I would probably do something like uh, "It's Raining Men" or yeah, I've seen that. Uh, you know, something or or, or uh, oh 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 oh, I'm too sexy. By oh, which right. I'm too sexy, too sexy for, my shirt. for my shirt. Right's head Fred on the yeah. catwalk. Yes, right head so, Fred. Yeah. Sexy, yes. it hurts. Boom, 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 boom. I mean, that's Nick, I would yeah, I would definitely do something like that. Or you know, I might do um. I might do uh, I might do a Taylor Swift tune. I might I might do Shake. Mm, yeah, uh, that's a good. That'd be a good one to put because she's. I, you know, I'm I'm a big Taylor Swift fan these days. I I wasn't at first. Uh, her country stuff when she was younger, I was like, boo. Um, yeah, I just I didn't think her vocals were that great. But uh, but then um, she really matured, and I left. Yeah, you know, I, I sort of didn't have her on my radar. But then she started doing some things in the music business. That Smart I found girl. laudable, laudable and intelligent, and I thought, "Wow, this girl's got it going on." Let me and reinvestigate her up. music. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, "Let me reinvestigate her music." Like, oh my god, she's amazing. And so I, I'm a huge fan. But anyway, yeah, I think those are those are all good. good Nancy, I think Nancy's is born to be wild. Yeah, like I could just I see could you see that, that way because I, I, I don't see her mm-hmm. doing any kind of real disco-y songs, but I see Nancy doing "Born to Be Wild" or um. Mm-hmm. Or how about how about you know, the "Justified by Love" by Madonna? Like yeah, a strip she's not a Madonna person. Well, no. now, if you when did I think that, of Nancy, what? I think of I think of you know Bustiers. <laughs> she doesn't like she doesn't like Madonna. The Madonna thing's not a oh, this life. Nancy, I you're just, missing out. No, not a, no, I, hmm. some parts of Madonna she likes. Not 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 yeah, body parts. It, uh-huh. I'm not talking about that. Some some right. songs, oh, it's I just say. it just depends on the song. You know? Yeah, I, but I, I see Born to Be Wild or or or. We, I, okay, so whenever we do karaoke, Nancy wants to sing Joy to the World, but that's not very yeah. dragish. That doesn't no, feel. That would not work. That's not sassy. No. no. She needs, no. She, Born to be Wild is more her style. Yeah, what and, love got to do with yeah. her something? I mean, oh, oh yeah, you slow. could do Tina Turner, Private yeah. Dancer. Yeah, Private yes. Dancer. Yeah, there you go. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, you know, anything, anything that's, you know, um, uh, a little outside the box. Yeah, I mean, you, you could be do, you could like Jennifer Lopez kind of stuff. Oh, wait, well. wait. Otis Redding, shake. There yep. you go. Yeah, that's a great song. Oh, that's a Nancy because you can shake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. that I got shake it. your tail feathers. Now, yeah, what yeah. Would you, what uh-huh. would your song be, Lisa? What was your... I'm into the shake now. Um, I was going <laughs> to do the right set, Fred, but um, you know what? I would go with something like that, too. Um. I would do Unchain My Heart. Great song. A little slow for drag. No, not with Joe Cocker. Oh, I hadn't thought about that one. That, and Uh, I sing that. I used to cover that. Okay. Um, Joe Cocker was amazing. I was thinking, I was thinking of, was it Tony Braxton that did that? Who who was that? Oh, no, no, Ray Charles. No, no. Unchain my heart. Uh, oh, you're thinking Unchain my heart. No, I'm thinking of Unchain my heart. Baby, I, 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 yeah. I had the wrong song in mind. I'm going Ray Charles style to. I, I yeah. listen. You, you won't. You won't have to convince me. You're in Georgia, man. Hey, well, so, not only that, he's a blind man. I, I got And gotta and we went to man. his park. We went to his park in Florida. Yeah, I think it's 
Greenville or Green something in Florida, in the Panhandle, northern Florida. We were just outside Georgia, too. It's right on the border. And it's this tiny town, and they have a sculpture of him in a little pond and a gazebo, and they were putting Christmas lights up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we did a pet sit in Tallahassee, and we were driving somewhere, and um, there he was. I'm like, dude, Ray Charles, we're pulling over, man. He Absolutely. To me, Ray Charles has got to go down in history as one of the um, best. You know, because yeah, he, it's blues, he, well, he soul, country, every, he, he was roots. Yeah, he understood what music ultimately is supposed to be about. And that's, that's a, a spiritual connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, then, and, and, you know, that's, yeah. that's, that's one of the things I'm actually talking about, um, uh, here at, in, in Georgia at an AES conference. And then also, uh, when I'm in Milan at the Eisner conference is getting back to making music that means something and mm. not getting too caught up on the mathematics of it because um, the, the technical side of music is certainly important. I spent my whole life working on that stuff as a producer, recording mm. engineer. But uh, there are a lot of songs that, from a technical standpoint, are not well mixed or even well recorded mm-hmm. that mm. are powerful and are big hits. And I feel like we've gotten to where we rely on technology to do so much of the mathematical work for us that we're forgetting about the spirit. And we need to get back to consuming, you know, there's a lot of meters and graphs and, and, and spectrums that you can look at with your eyes, but we need to get back to, and I'm, I'm jealous by the way that I can't do those things, but, but, Mm. but, uh, but we need to get back to remembering that music is consumed by the ear and the heart and not right. the eyes and the mind. So anyway. you should you should be able to stretch a note or shorten yeah. it as you want. Not one, two, three, four, one, two, three, one, no. two, three, one, two, three. I don't no, like mess, the algorithm. I that. mess mess with it. Mess with it is it, everything. I think you gotta make it your own. You have to mess with it till it says exactly what you want. I, I remember agree. when I was a kid in school, they told me like I went to guitar class yeah. and singing. And because I, I kind of found like, oh, I really am a music geek. Like I, 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 it, it's everything, right? And um, I went and I was singing and, and I could sing and they knew that. And they said, I was syncopating and not overdoing it, but they're like, no, you shouldn't be stretching the notes. You need to stick to exactly how it, and I'm like, oh, this sucks. So it's it's boring. And that's what they do in music class where they make you do scale so much that if you don't let the kids play something fun that they're going to really like, they'll they can't quit. grow. And they can't, can't grow. grow. And to me, I already was forming my style. I already knew I was into the blues. I just didn't know that it was the blues. I didn't mm. understand that I was into swing and big band and R&B and blues and soul. I didn't understand that part of it. I didn't understand that I was into roots. And roots was about pain. And, and roots is about telling the story of the land and the people and how they, you know, struggled and, mm. and strived and, and, and had pride over self and, and was then empowerment. It's not always about struggle and strife. It's about empowerment as well. So roots music to me is like, it's, that is the soul of people. And in Africa, we were, I was really lucky to mm. grow up with that, those sounds around me, oh, not just from so nature, cool. but the people singing. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, somebody gave me hell the other day, just was like, well, you just seem to like everybody that's non-white. And I'm like, 
I know there's good white musicians, you're white, you know, and I know, you know, there's great musicians that are white, but for some reason, my ear just from growing up has this other sound, this other underlying rhythm and a under, it's like a, it's, it's not jazz. It's not, I can't really explain it, but it is not a tangible thing that an algorithm can do. I mean, and if they do it, they're going to multiply it or, or screw it up. It is yeah. about how a heart can slow and, and I don't know. But yeah, when I mean, that teacher it's, told it's, me it's, that, she pissed me off big well, time. Well, it's really like, tricky. It's really tricky to, you know, the, the first thing that you have to recognize is that anytime you subscribe to a school of thought, you are somewhat giving up your independence. Mm-hmm. You are you are consenting mm-hmm. to a common, uh, or what I like to call a consensus reality. And mm-hmm. so if your music school is not diverse, and if your music school does not embrace all different forms of music and expose you to those, it can really be a problem. And I, I do believe that we mm-hmm. should teach the classical pedagogy uh, the, the the nuts and bolts of the techniques mm-hmm. that you Absolutely. need your, your your scales and your mm-hmm. all that stuff's important. But it, but but at the end of the day, um, yep. you know it's it's those things are are meant to be a tool and mm-hmm. not the rule, right? Exactly. So that's the difference. That's the difference. Yep. They're they're there to aid you, but they're not there to restrict you. And that's yeah, where a lot foundation. of schools, yeah, yeah, that's where a lot of schools really miss the boat. And you're totally right. I mean, it's For a sure. real trick. Like one of the one of the things that I struggle with as a teacher and that I work really hard on is making sure that I captivate the imagination, the interest, the fun of the students, while at the same time trying to cram as much information as I can into a 14 week class so that when they leave the class, they're not going to be expert engineers. That's not that's not going to happen in 14 weeks. But I'm preparing them for the rest of their life, the journey they're going to take in learning and absorbing and growing for the rest of their life. That's mm. the way I see it. So, uh, you know, and, and you're, but you're right, man. A lot of schools just don't get it. I mean, Mm-mm. you know, and, 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 and there is, you know, and we'll all find that thing that speaks to us, you know, and that's, that's really, and, and I think roots music is, is very emotive and very mm. easy to access from an emotional standpoint. Um, so I, I like, I like that. And there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of improvisation that happens in those, those genres, mm-hmm. like what you're talking about, like blues and swing. And there's a lot of and improvisation. And hip hop is roots. I mean, yeah, hip hop, we're looking absolutely. at right now, it's 50 years. And then we're looking yeah. at all these, you know, genres within hip hop. And it really comes from the neighborhoods and from well, what's going to, yeah, on. I mean, if it's you haven't listened regional. to Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar, I mean, his stuff is mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. and, and same thing, you know, Robert Glasper, who's a jazz piano player, has done a lot of stuff with uh, hip hop and, and done some very interesting things. And, um, and, and, and he's, you know, he's interestingly, he's a very technically proficient, uh, musician, but he tends to, go with the first take of whatever he plays, mm-hmm. even if it's not technically perfect, because it tends to have the most, you know, the most uh, spiritual mm-hmm. content. For lack of a better word. Speaking mm-hmm. of music and spiritual content, um, one of the things I was excited about on this episode uh, of, of the podcast is One Hit Wonders. I know, but wait, before we get there, I just want to go back to one thing. No. Okay. Going, going back to, <laughs> no, yeah. the recording. <laughs> yes. Do you feel as you know you're doing this whole studio new studio and everything? 
Yeah. So I have to go, I have to go back to this because now I'm more inclined to, I'll do a live recording. I'll listen to a live show or a podcast, I know, a podcast a recording or an album before I will a studio produced one. If it's because of the, and I, and there's, I'm seeing producers put out stuff that you don't know the difference, which I think is really great. If you can capture the sound of a band that has that heart and soul and that, I don't know if they have to all be in the same room. I don't know what it is. Like some producers are able to do that live feel, that warmth and that energy. Whereas like if I know that in Zoom and everything during the pandemic, people were stitching and doing all this technical stuff and some of it came out really well. Yeah. Some of it, okay, I, I could, you know, and you can't tell, but I would go for the live recording because there is this energy. But like the first recording we did, like I, I, really didn't know what I was doing when, when I, when I recorded it. And, but the one thing that made me feel a little normal was that we were all in the same room all together, just do it as a take. And we should have done a lot more takes, but for me to understand how a recording studio, but there's something about that and on how to trap that live feel in a bottle. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. that it has that energy. That is, is that a challenge for you as a, as, running a studio to have that feel where it doesn't come off so ultra crisp and like technical yeah, sounding. I, mean, I, so that's a, that's a very complicated question, but what I'll try to oh, answer sorry. quickly. No, it's okay. I, I listen, I could talk about it all day long. I'm just, I don't want to bother everybody else. Up. But so, so essentially, you know, the rule number one for me is not to try and make something in into something. It is not. So if you've got a band that, you know, is not technically perfect, um, I don't try to produce them like a pop band. You know, I don't, I don't try to make them into some technically perfect thing. So I, I figure out when I'm working with an artist or a band, I figure out who they are, what's unique about them, what they offer uh, mm-hmm. the listener. And I try to accentuate those things and bring them forward in the best way that we can. And uh, one of the real rookie mistakes is to focus on minutia. Uh, like the other day, somebody said, hey, um, you know, you can hear me clicking my hi-hat to keep time in this one little section where the rest of the band isn't playing. Um, let's take that out. Doesn't sound professional. I was like, no, let's leave it in. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's fine. It, it is what it is. Um, and I said, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, you know, on, on a drum kit, oftentimes I'll have, you know, 14 microphones. And uh, I said, so I would have to, to, to try and get rid of that. You hit a cymbal crash at the end of the phrase. And, and so what would have to happen is if I mute that, it's going to, it's going to, if I just mm-hmm. mute the hi-hat track, you'll still hear it in the overhead mm-hmm. mics. And then, yeah, so it's, it's like, I, yes, can, can I make it work for you? I can. What I, all the hoops I'd have to jump through to make it work for you isn't worth it. Plus, that's not how you played it. And, mm. uh, I, I don't, I don't, it's not, it doesn't take away, you know, it sounds like, hey, we're a band and we're jamming live. And so, you know, my, my entire record in the shadow of the sun from 2019 was a live in studio album recorded in three hours, uh, at Sun Studios Memphis. And, um, you know, I normally record everything to a metronome or a click track. Uh, and the reason I do that is because it makes editing 
easier later on down if you need to fix something mm. it makes mm -hmm. life easier um and so uh it's just you can fly in different stuff and you can you can really get down the nitty-gritty so i mean I, I i never do or at least i try never to do more than the record requires Mm. Um, I, so, I, yeah, because that's the same for you as an artist, Nancy, as a painter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can't, mm -hmm. number one, if, if it's going wonky, you might as well celebrate the wonkiness, right? I, absolutely. Right. And that's you know, where and, it look, gets the fun. More you, well, and look, the more you tweak it, the more you perfect, like, the mistake, then it's oh. like, oh crap, now, now all the stuff around the mistake needs to be changed. Oh, I mean, yeah, you, you, yeah, you, no, you, it, you literally can go down stuff. a rabbit hole where you're like, man, I can mm -hmm. start over. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. Well, like, no, it's like that in photography and editing photos too, man. Yeah. It's, oh. Yeah, like I worked in, um, uh, scratch board, which is, uh, white top compressed on a board with black ink several coats of black ink sprayed over it then you get this little blade and you scratch the black out so the painting or drawing whatever you want to call it um is white lines on black background okay. and there are no mistakes that you can really cover up because once you've cut it you cut it yeah. so you had to you had to learn to think in advance. What is this going to look like? You had to actually imagine the finished painting or live with whatever you did and go for broke and just like, oh, look, happy accident. That's what I used to call it. Oopsie, happy accident. Just changed well, my I mean, mind. We're going to do it, this. It, there's no such thing as a perfect mix. It's nonsense uh, exactly. because, you know, you know, I mean, I, I, I can't see. So I'm talking about photography here. But my understanding is that in photography, you can choose to have the background perfectly in focus or the foreground perfectly in focus, but mm -hmm. you can't have both. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's the same way in music. You've got to pick what things deserve the detail and the focus and what things right. are superfluous or maybe, maybe that's a bad word. What things are peripheral as well, opposed to. Yeah, because something has to go in the background because if everything's up front, it's a big mess. It's too exactly. much. Exactly. I fear my Paul. I want my Paul in the front. <laughs> well, what, I mean, what I mean, is this, with you? <laughs> this gets to this gets to the heart, though, of some of the AI conversations we've been having. Because the fact of the matter is uh, that what you are going to lose when you try to perfect something mathematically, mm -hmm. the human brain mm -hmm. is not capable of perceiving mm -hmm. uh, this mathematical perfection. And we, we have a limitation in our, in our ears and our eyes and our minds. And mm. so we don't, we don't need to seek that mathematical perfection. What we need to seek are those things that speak to us as living beings. And so that's really where it needs to, that's, that's where the technology should stop and the heart and the ear should take over, at least in, in, in music. It's the same in any art form, I think. Yeah. It's, that's why it's a blend. Okay. Yeah. The, it's a big need, blend. It is a big blend. You need to color outside the lines to have some fun. Absolutely. You can't, you can't just stay in these little boxes, like coloring books. Yes, they outline the thing you're supposed to color in as a child. Yeah, yeah, as an I adult. Yeah. As a blind so, person, I could never do that. <laughs> but, well, and see, the thing is, you know, the best pictures are not done in coloring books. Yeah, of course not. Yeah. 
It's when you give a person here, here's some colored pencils, here's some crayons, here's some paints, whatever it is. Finger paints, are, finger paints are awesome, man. Finger paints in a wall. That's more fun than a barrel of monkeys. I think <laughs> um, I'm, I have two points there. I, I want to know how many barrels of monkeys you have experienced. But secondly, I think for me as a blind person, if I was going to do art, I would probably mm. want to do like sculpting. That would probably be mm-hmm. Like yeah. the only thing that I could contribute to because mm-hmm. colors and, and sewing and I, none, mm-hmm. none of them. But I think yeah. I could take a piece of clay and at least make something interesting, if not uh, recognizable. <laughs> you should, tr- yeah. I think you should try that because it's it. That's I want play Nancy to awesome. create. I want Nancy to create a custom piece of art for the new studio that we can Ooh. put on the wall. Um, okay. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to figure out, I'm going to figure out like what I have to do to get, make that happen. Mm-hmm. I suspect it'll be mostly blackmail, but anyway. Oh, <laughs> well, she's got a, she's got a blackmail painting in storage of a Messiah warrior, but he's more red yeah, than I black. Did. How about well, that? Whatever. I, I, I mean, know that I, you didn't I, mean it that way, but the, I just had to go there. No, I appreciate you. Uh, theoretically, mm-hmm. it would be music related, but whatever. Yeah. No. And that's the thing. Oh, Nancy, Nancy's got I a could whole thing. see it. She she has a thing about painting musicians or capturing them because it's like because she goes from wildlife to musician. There's like no real difference. I don't. Oh, see, the same thing. They yeah. are the same thing. Absolutely, yeah. they are. I'm no, a proud lion. That's what I am. That's in my mind. Well, see, then you <laughs> so no Ooh. see, and you you know how lions stalk. I don't like. Okay, well, they walk really stiff. Yeah. And they, they gaze forward at what they think they're going to take down. Yeah. And they'll walk so many feet and they're staring. They don't blink. They're staring, staring, staring. They're watching every move. And then sometimes they just decide, yeah, it's too far away. I'm not going to do it or I'm not Seems that like hungry anyway. too tired. Yeah. Yeah. And then they just plop down and go to sleep like within seconds. And you're like, what just Didn't happened? Didn't have my coffee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like. Speaking, I don't want to um, do this. By the way, <laughs> so, I'm just going to say The Lion Sleeps Tonight is a one-hit wonder by the tokens. It mm-hmm. is. I I, I'm the one that sent you that, as a matter of fact. I know. I know. Yeah. But listen. The, the, no. Okay. I'm going to go back to our hall. I want to go back to mm-hmm. the bluebird, Bluebirds. Because I know okay. Miranda Lambert has a, has it out there. There's all kind of Bluebirds and there's Bluebird Cafe in Nashville. There's, Absolutely. you know, Bluebird and country music go hand in hand. But the Bluebird... I mean, it is a symbol of happiness and mm-hmm. one of my most favorite Bluebird songs. In fact, one of like my top like 100 songs is Bluebird by Ryan Bingham. Mm. And he he did this in talking about live. He did this uh, Austin City Limits live. I love you know, that a festival. Yeah. It was a festival. I think it wasn't the TV one, but it was like a festival that they did. And he was out there and he just talked about a wild animal. Look, people are like, was he on drugs or what was going on? And, but he, his soul, it was like, he bared everything. Like, mm. and it is, he, he was really good at slide, which is my favorite thing on guitars. You, yeah. You slide and I'm, I'm putty. And, <laughs> and he just <laughs> rocked it hard. Like it was so good. So Bluebird by Ryan Bingham and folks know him from um Crazy Heart the movie uh with Jeff Bridges. That's mm-hmm. kinda got him famous. I was listening to him a long time ago because we lived in the Southwest and I found him out of just like certain I was just listening to different music, found and started playing his music. And then he was on Yellowstone recently and stuff and um 
got a new EP out, and he was on our show about, I don't know, a few years ago, mm-hmm. about 2012, awesome. 2013, he was mm-hmm. on our show, and um, really He's cool really guy. Nice. Um, he comes from Hobbs, New Mexico, was a rodeo rider, toured the country, just, you know, playing with his guitar, and went to France, lost all his money. As he got off the plane, he didn't know the money, and handed what he had to somebody, the oh. cab driver or something, and realized he was totally broke. And uh, Disney hired him to do like, you know, lassoing and rodeo stuff. And um, yeah, it's crazy. He's got some crazy stories. Um, But anyway, Bluebird, everyone got to check that out, Ryan Bingham. But um, the September 24th is also um, National Horchata Day, people like that. Also, horchata Horchata. is um, a drink that you get in Mexico. Um, Well, that's where I was introduced to it. Isn't it like... Hispanic. um, it's a it's little delicious. hot chocolate with a little. It's a rice drink with almonds, nuts, um, sugar, cinnamon. Um, well, sounds, it's, it's a Mexican good. drink. It's a rice drink. It's a rice, okay. like yeah. chocolatey kind of not, but yeah. it's good. Sounds, it's refreshing. Good. It's also National Mofongo Day. And, you nice. know, it's, Mofongo is the national dish of Puerto Rico. Uh-huh. It's got pork, garlic, olive oil, and broth and plantain. Everybody needs a little uh, plantain. Who um, plantain? But listen, mm-hmm. this is a big deal. The 24th is also World Bollywood Day. Oh, listen, Bollywood. Bollywood is like, like, that's a whole, that's, that's a whole universe of music and oh dance gosh, and performance yeah. and yeah, yeah. color and vibrancy and like, you know, mm-hmm. it's a very, it's a very visual experience. Um, but I've always wanted to go to Bali. And, uh, mm. because of the culture and the music and the vibe of it. And, uh, I haven't made it there yet, but I, hopefully I will one day. But I'm talking Bollywood, like Indian music, not Oh, Bollywood. I know. I know. I know. Okay. But it makes, just it makes me to think Bali. of, it makes me think of, uh, it makes me think of Bali. Uh, but yes, like, Bollywood is, you, is, uh, like, it's, a, it's a whole genre. I mean, it's, it's like, a whole thing. Are you talking yeah. about Bali High? No, Bali, Bali High, High is different. Bollywood is India. Bali yeah. is in the, in the, the islands. Um, it's also what world, I mean. yeah. world Day of the Deaf, and we've done numerous musician interviews, deaf musician interviews. And um, so I, I want people to understand that musicians that are deaf do make music. And yeah. It's, yeah. it's about vibrancy and sound, mm-hmm. sound waves, and it's fascinating. We've done all quite a few shows way back. Yeah, it is. It's all about the good vibes. Yeah. But it is also World Rivers Day. And that's important because our Clean Water Act is back in place. Thank you to Yay. the administration of today um, yeah. and all the people vying for like, hey, we want this Clean Water, Clean Air Act. And that's a very important thing for our country. I don't care what political belief system you're in. Um, I do believe we we all need clean air and clean water. So do our plants mm-hmm. and our wildlife, our kids, our, you know, the generations I mean, ahead of us. I mean, it's just common sense. I know. Well, and a river I, is everything. Why would it- Anybody yeah. vote against it other than you took shares out in a company and you're trying yeah, to make yeah, money. Don't start me. Don't, don't start. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're not yeah. going to go. Dakota yeah. Access Pipeline, we won't go there. Well, we you know, I, on I, that. Grew up on, I grew up on a, a, a magnificent river, uh, cool. the St. John's River. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Beautiful. It's, it's a wonderful river. And and I also have to say, um, hats off to Chicago because they have done an amazing job in the past Oh, six, seven years of really cleaning up their river and oh. making their riverfront beautiful again. And, uh, Chicago's awesome. done some really wonderful things. And they've also done a lot of stuff with, 
green spaces on top of buildings. And I mean, they've really yeah. worked hard to make it beautiful and clean again. And I, I think it's awesome. Amazing, so, yeah. Good I want to give them. a shout out to Creedence Clearwater Revival, Green River. <laughs> um, <laughs> and there's Take Me to the River song, you know, and yeah. Um, yeah. And then, oh, you know, remember when um, the Talking Heads cover, Take Me to the River. I do it, remember it, that. They're so bass heavy. It's cool. And the fact that they have that. a female bass. Version. Yeah. It's like, doom, doom, doom. And Proud Mary, Nancy. So yep. there's another mm-hmm. song for Nancy to shake her tail feathers to. Yeah. But Nancy always tried to get me to sing Cry Me a River. Yeah. And that that is a good theatrical That's a good song. That's it's a good theatrical good, song. It, it is. is. Like, it's, and yeah. it's it's a showcase for a really good voice. Yeah, totally. What about mm-hmm. Neil Young? Down by the river I shot my baby. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> there's you know, there's Moon River, Whiskey River. Um apparently and, Radio uh, Ethiopia did a song called Pissing in a River. That is not what we're oh, talking about doing. On. We don't no, want that. The antithesis of what you're saying. Yeah. There's yeah, River really. Deep Mountain High. Um Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what about um there is didn't Joni Mitchell do one? Yeah. She did mm-hmm. she did a river What's song. What's that song I was born on the river? That's change that is gonna song? come, Sam Cook. Yeah. Mm, that's a good song. Yeah. So yeah, that I mean the the river thing is a big deal for music, but really, um if you're near a river, do whatever you can. Like the Gila River, um they do a lot. They do a festival every September, and it's not happening this year, but will happen next year. Gila River is in New Mexico. Um, Colorado River is always on an ongoing battle to have enough water. But that is like the Nile of the West, uh, and you know we've been to the headwater and the tail. And as it goes into Mexico, the headwater in Rocky Mountain National Park. And it's this teeny little waterway, just teeny. Mm -hmm. And then you go like, you know, then people end up rafting, whitewater rafting down it through Arizona. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, they did restore a lot of it in Yuma, Arizona, where we spent a lot of time. And you can see where their restoration happens. You can hear it by the birds. It's like going through a wall of this is the toxin. As soon as you go into the restoration area, all the birds, the beavers came back, all of it. I mean, it's amazing. Huh. It took like absolutely 50, amazing. 52 agencies. No, 40, 49 agencies. 49 to, to 52, river. whatever. Yeah. To get, to get together and everybody argue and then finally agree on how to clean it up. And then they did it. I was like, And wow. they took a landfill and made a playground mm-hmm. on top of it. One of the top playgrounds yeah. in the country. They um, did beaches. They've done uh, hummingbird yeah. and butterfly gardens. Uh, you name it. Ponds with it's fish. Awesome. Um, it is yeah. so clean. Became a family area. It is. Yuma Crossing National Heritage Everywhere area is a place to check out. And this is where people crossed back in the day. Mm-hmm. It was a, a lower, like you could get across the river there. So when anybody, like even bandits, like they have the Yuma Territorial Prison right there um, overlooking the river. And um, that's historic because it had all the gunslingers and all kinds of shenanigans that in, cool. that, in that prison. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they still get calls to this day for people in prison, but there's like a real, pr- like, it's not an operating prison. It's a state park now, but <laughs> rivers but are it was, a big deal. It was, it was a pretty bad prison. We've been Mississippi River, mm-hmm. the Red River. Red River is fascinating. You know, it had a log river? jam and created new things. And, oh, the Red River didn't, um, uh, Tom Petty did a Red River song. And he, he's I, not. I don't remember that, but that's, uh, if you say it, I believe it. 
Yeah, he did an album or a song. Yeah, um, it, there's a lot of river songs. So let, that's that's an entire playlist on its own. So we're we're moving forward. We always get you know way late, and that's okay. Um, all right. So September 26th. Did I miss a day? I did. National Daughters Day is important. September 25th. Yes. A National Lobster Day. We're getting towards those seafarers. Mm. Um, do you eat lobster? I do. Joey? Yeah, do yeah. Do you like it? I do. Okay. Um, the, the best, um, the, well, there's, there's a place called the Capitol Grill. Um, I don't know how many, you know, cities, states, you know, have them, but we've got two or three in Atlanta and they have the best lobster bisque ever. Mm. Uh, it's fantastic. In, uh, in, in a little, in, in, uh, in Colorado, in a town called Breckenridge, mm-hmm. there's an amazing restaurant called Steak and Lobster. And I'll give you two guesses as to what they serve. Mm-hmm. But uh, the lobster is pretty amazing. I also uh, had some amazing lobster at a place called Ye Old Oyster House in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, and mm-hmm. um, it was good lobster, but they had a huge lobster in the tank. He was like a 10-pound uh, oh no, was he, or was he a 20 pound? Anyway, he was so huge lobster that was longer than my forearm that they kind of kept wow. as a pet, that they kind of kept as a pet and, uh, that they kept in the lobster tank that was got. So I got a picture with him and, uh, and then, um, you know, the, the wow. best lobster I ever had though was in Vegas and it was the craziest thing I ever heard of. It was lobster corn dogs. Oh and, my gosh. Uh, and, and my wife and I are like, that sounds ridiculous, but we're going to try it. And they yeah. were so good that we ordered a second order of them. They were the lobster was so sweet and tender, and then of course they had the corn dog batter on them. It was absolutely amazing. Wow! <clears throat> well, I didn't know, but we've got article links in on that page. I was saying everyone that's linked from the show notes, uh, links to um, lo- lobster stories, recipes. A lot lobster of the lobster stories, stories have to do with lobster Maine. Stories. Yeah, yeah, lobster. Maine is known for lobster. Absolutely, they are. Well known for that. And then it is also, um, this is in National Food Service Employee Day, and that's a big, important thing. You know, yeah. restaurant yeah. workers work really hard, so tip your waiters, tip your wait. oh, sorry, servers. That'd be nice. Be yeah. nice. Yeah. nice. Is it so hard? It's not. It's, yeah. It's more fun. It Absolutely. is also. It takes, it takes more energy to be to be negative and difficult than it does to be happy and pleasant. Yeah, and then you get a you get like wrinkles and stuff. You want happy and the, fun. And the results wrinkles. are not good. No. So why? It's National Cooking Day. So it's a day Ooh, to get I in the like kitchen it. and cook something for yourself. T- try a new recipe. We've got all kinds of cookbooks, and that's going to be a big page of links of of things to help you get started on. Just do something new and different and have your friends, your family together. And there's nothing like breaking bread together, having a conversation. Put the damn phone down and have a good time. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Uh, and play oh, some music in the background, right? Some, yeah. you know, if you maybe, want. Ooh, romantic dinner with a little, you know, shaft lobster. in the background. Uh-huh. Little lobster. <laughs> little <laughs> Isaac Hayes. in the background. Oh, my well, God. If, if you <laughs> want your kids to understand chemistry, Show them how to cook. I'm sorry. I was listening to Isaac Hayes singing "Walk On By" this morning. No, no. If you're gonna, if you're gonna do it, it needs to be Marvin Gaye. If you're gonna, oh well, Marvin Gaye, dude, can you believe his dad killed him? Like and shot him and killed him. I still uh, can't get past it's, this it's, story. It's ridiculous. 
That's not a well. They didn't have dinner together, obviously, but it's a sad, (laughs) sad story about Marvin Gaye. It's like Sam Cooke is a crazy story too. It's like God, you know, we we got to be people got to be nicer and cooking together, having those family conversations. I think are important, you know, and and with friends and loved ones, date nights, all of that are are crucial, you know, to put the phone down and and actually reconnect. Um, but this is the big deal. I know Joey is very excited about. Oh, National Comic Book Day. Oh, nice. That's a big deal too. Well, this I've is never a big day. Them, but I've always wanted to. So. Yeah. Do they put them in Braille? Don't they no. can't really? Can they? Yeah. No. That's kind of odd. No. Yeah. That would just go boom, bath, bing. You know. Yeah, it would be pretty bad. Mad Mad Magazine and Braille. Like, yeah. Our, Alfred E. Newman. The best the I've, best way to do it. Uh, and I've actually mentioned this to some people, but the best way to do a comic book, if you wanted to, was to make it into a radio drama. That would be. The I way think to do so. It. Yeah. I know a comics journalist who might be into it. That uh, hey. Andy Warner. Yeah, yeah. No, no, he's fantastic. He's fantastic. I'll have to ask him about that. Okay, so the big one-hit wonder day. Joey's favorite yes, here. Yes. So, oh, we do have to add Rock Lobster to the music playlist just for Nancy. <laughs> Nancy um, loves the B fifty twos, and aren't they from yeah, Georgia too? Yeah, I've actually performed I... with them. Yeah, they're they're <gasps> they're from they're from Atlanta and, and Athens. Wow, and they um, have a sad story too, man. God, I'm yeah, well, to I, yeah, stories, I got a chance but... to perform with them and um, oh. and show the stage with them. And uh, I have to tell you, I they had two cowbells that were different pitches. Oh my God, more cowbells! And, and one of them had a sticker on it that said "Love Shack," and the other one had a sticker on it that said "Rock Lobster." Rock Lobster. And I must tell you, and I hate to tell Nancy this, I really do. I despise Rock Lobster as a piece of music, uh, as a, as a song. It makes me cringe. And I wanted to steal the Rock Lobster cowbell as uh. a souvenir of my time with them, but also to say boo to Rock Lobster. But my drummer yeah. would not help me get across the stage to take it. So, uh, no, I did, I, I did think get it. You need to get it and send it to Will Ferrell. Cause he's well, the best. <laughs> Yeah. Christopher but Walken I, would have done it for you. Too, I mean, I mean, Love Shack is amazing. So, speaking of RuPaul, RuPaul was in that video. So, oh wow, really? we circle back around. Wow, listen you know how that good works. Show. You know how many yeah. people are going to get mad that we're talking about drag, and so many people are going to be happy we talk about drag. It's like it's well, crazy. For those that get mad, um, God bless you and have a good day. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, just, that's a well well said. Oh, uh, how do you do that no, in the south where you say? Down. Oh, bless your heart. Bless your heart. You're so special. Bless your heart. You're so special. Okay. Which basically there, means you can, you can just shove off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can yeah. take the cowbell and, you know, ring it. it. Yeah. Okay. So, oh my gosh. Oh, I can't. This is a, stick a watermelon list. up here. Well, okay. Yeah. We don't need to go there. Yeah. We All do. right. Oh boy. Oh, yeah. we are. Okay. Listen, yeah. some of these songs I don't even remember, but some, oh God, the, the Chumbawamba. What is Chumbawamba? That's a Chumbawamba. Oh, Chumbawamba. So, first of all, that's a great song. But um, what you know? But what's interesting about Chumbawamba? They're actually in the Guinness Book of World Records as having the longest album title. Uh, they're currently the, the world record holder, or at least they were in twenty twenty. The world record holder for the longest album title. So one wow. of the things. One of the things I dreamed of was the live album that I want to put out uh, for the 2019 tour was going to be this huge name um, yeah. so I could beat Chumbawamba 
and mm. it, it, I could I could I could take the Guinness Book of World Records from them for the longest album title, and the last line of the album title would be "Suck at Chumbawamba." Um, oh. <laughs> but uh, I, I haven't I have the live album all ready to go. I just hadn't mixed it, so. Maybe one day I'll get around to it. <laughs> anyway. I love this. It has breakfast at Tiffany's on the list. Yeah, and yeah. Great something. Song. We just, we, breakfast at Timmy, Tiffany's. Remember, we were at a great trivia movie. contest with our friends in Asheville. Yeah, and I kept too. doing Super Tramp for breakfast at Tiffany's. I don't know why. I can't, yeah, I don't know why. Movie. I thought Super mm. Tramp was breakfast at Tiffany's, but it, no. I was wrong and yeah. we lost. But, um, yeah. well, but breakfast there, at Tiffany's, we, we did just have breakfast at Tiffany's this summer at Tiffany's Bed and Breakfast in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Oh, and they really know good. how to make killer breakfast. Oh my gosh, the best mm. breakfast burrito. They make the best, uh, breakfast uh, is my favorite pumpkin, meal, actually. pumpkin and banana bread, the best brownies, mm. the best muffins, the best, oh, I, the best I everything. I have, have to give them a shout out and it goes oi. like this. Oi. Oi. Hey, we're getting they ready for seafarers. Yeah, they, <laughs> Oi. Oi is how Oi. Um, my troll stepfather, grandfather would talk from the troll from Guernsey. Everything was Oi, you know. Oi. So that that's a that's a language. Don't worry, be happy is on this list. Bobby McFerrin. Yeah, Bobby McFerrin. Yeah. But, but okay, cool. but Bobby McFerrin is incredible to, to me as a as a music person. He is, as he's, an, he's well known, singing, but that's his only hit. That's really his only hit. I was going to say, whatever happened to him? Is he I have all this. I have his classical music. He does, he does these. Uh, he does these amazing master classes uh, every oh. year, uh, oh. where he brings people in to just sing, and it's really cool. I've always wanted to go. Um, I oh. don't know how much it is, but I imagine it's not cheap. Um, but uh, but yeah, I've always wanted to go just just to hang hang with him. But he's he's an amazing vocalist. Yeah, we interviewed a oh. guitarist that. Um, worked with him Me. and i i'm gonna say i i um, it was a while ago so i can't i can't keep up with it but he he was an amazing guitarist i, I know that um but bobby mcferrin to me he i've got this album i think it's called paper music off the top of my head and it's classical music and he's doing this kind of operatic thing and it's all classical so yeah. he's he's like a he is like a conductor. And well, he's he a this, real artist and a real singer. He's amazing. His vocals, I mean the do 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 do. I mean, yeah. it's amazing. And I listen yeah. to it; it calms me right the heck down. If I have to really focus on work, I know that Baroque music. Is, if you have Baroque music in the background, it helps you focus to study. They teach that to kids. If you're you know cramming for exams and need to focus, and your brain's going everywhere. To mm. play Baroque music, it will help you center and focus in the background because we yeah, always have that little monkey some, mind. Good science behind that, yeah, yeah, and and that album does it for me. It's not necessarily Baroque. I listen. There's only so much of Baroque you can. I, I can't. It will. It no. It it mm-mm, has the opposite effect. But like that music, I know it so well that it just is. I don't know. That album for me is. There's certain albums um, that I can work through like really power out and be very very productive with that music there and i love the music doesn't put me to sleep it it just keeps me right there and bob um oh oh my gosh my favorite oh oh i can't remember her name oh come on come on she's a blues guitarist come on oh luck of the draw come on Uh, all of those ah 
Bonnie Raitt oh. has an oh, album, yeah. Fundamental Things. I can listen to that album 20 times in one day, and, and I will be the most, I don't know if I hypnotized myself to be that way. I was like, this is the album to keep you centered. So, because you can hypnotize yourself to and program your brain to do things. And right. I think I've done that with certain albums. Like, this is your cue. As soon as you hear this, you're getting to work, and it works. It's really weird. Her album, Fundamental Things, um, Jubilation album from the band, same thing. Zone in. And like, I don't know, isn't that weird? Do you do that? that? Does anybody else? Yeah, you, it's like a cue for me to work. Um, Nancy did hypnotism, so you. I don't, I don't do, uh, that per se, but I do like smooth jazz in the morning. Um, I feel like, but basically, this is really counterintuitive, but for me to get up and get feeling happy and to feel really good, uh, I have three sort of things that I play to get my day going. I just start with smooth jazz. Uh, mm-hmm. if I'm feeling like, you know, very, like, like I don't feel like I don't want to be like real rowdy, but I just need, you know, something that's got a good beat to it and has good melody. Easy win. Yeah. And, and that I use that or, uh, I'll do bebop if I want to occupy. Usually I use bebop for when I'm hurting and not feeling well because the complex melodies mm-hmm. and rhythmic structures help occupy my mind and shift my focus away from feeling bad. And then once I get lost in the analyzation of the music and the, and the interpretation, uh, then I, I'm able to control. I'm, I'm still maybe not feeling well, but I'm on top of it as opposed to underneath it. And then my other one is if I need to really rock and roll and have a bunch of energy and really just like, then I crank up the rock tunes or the heavy metal tunes and, and blast that in my shower. So yeah, I, 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 I do use that, uh, um, thing, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, 90% of the day I'm hyper focused anyway. I'm I'm very uh very task goal oriented and uh really crank out the work um and, and don't really get distracted much or anything. Although I have just started getting back to a practice that I used to do a lot when I was younger. I've got my office set up here with a I bought a, a, a inexpensive uh bass guitar and an inexpensive bass amp when I was up at Sweetwater uh several months back. And um, I've got it set up here very easy where the bass is just leaning against the amp and it's just real easy to get to. So I'll pick it up and I'll play for five minutes and put it down and work for a couple nice. hours and pick it up, pick it up and play for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting ready to get my guitar set up in the same way. But the thing is, I mean, I believe in kinesthetics. And so um, uh, you, you really should practice four or five short practice periods that are uber focused several times a day rather than, you know, two or three hours of practice in a, in a row. Um, mm-hmm. Now, there are times where you do need to have longer practice sessions, like if the band's rehearsing or something like that. But for the basic technical, uh, I need to work on my scales. I need to work on my pull-offs. I need to work on my hammer-ons. I need to you do those in short, focused practice periods. So anyway. Mm. Well, yeah, I think everyone's got their, their jive of what works for them. And you yeah. have to learn what works for you and right. work it. Like, you know, the one thing we like about pet sitting across the country, shout out to trustedhousesitters.com. Really cool platform for pet owners and pet parents, I should say, and um, travelers and pet sitters. Um, dogs make you get up and go for a walk or play <laughs> and, and get active. <laughs> cats too. Cats, My donkeys. Cat wakes me up every morning when it's time. Right, right about five minutes before it's time for me to take my first medicine of the day, she starts meowing at me because it's also when I start making my coffee and I go give her her oh, food. Oh, they want and, the foodsies. Yep. See, yeah, they man. know. 
Everybody and has she's that loud. routine. She's the loudest yep. cat I've ever had in my family. Mm. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't sleep through that. It's like, no. I mean, it's no, it's there's cats Wah. that will come. Koozie does got that. The, uh, the one cat we take care of in Lubbock at four in the morning, she'll start. Ah. Oh gosh. She's, she's a Maine Coon, so they're really talking. Oh, I love like, it. I had a Maine Coon, and she was so yeah. funny. She would, she would quack. She got made her yep, they did it. Like, yeah, yeah, yep. And then she'll come, and she starts patting. She doesn't claw you. She just gently pats your face. That Maine Coon cat yep. I had uh, never extended her claws with me, ever. Mm-mm. And she would play no, with me. It was so gentle and would pat you on the face and pat you on the arm. Yeah, yep. Very, very kind. But whiny. They will talk, and we'll have a full conversation. Well, it's I very say funny. to her, I used to say to her, her name was Lulu, and I named her after mm. the old jazz standard Lulu's back in town. Mm. And, uh, and, and I was walking through the a pet adoption place, um, with the, with the stray cats. And all, all my animals have been either adopted through the Humane Society or have just come to us as strays. And I was walking by because, like, I, I was time, I wanted to, wanted the cat. And it was, and I walked by this cage and this little paw came out and went pat, pat, pat on my arm, like three, three pats. Yeah. That was her thing. She'd always pat you three times. And I was like, Oh, we just found our cat. And, uh, she mm. was amazing and just so smart and so kind. But I could say to her, Lulu, it's bath time. And we, I'd go get in the shower and she would jump in the sink and, and clean herself while I took a bath. And then when I was done, she'd jump down and go off her business. <laughs> but I love cats. Yeah, and they're dog. cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. And mm-hmm. I love All right. birds, but I like birds outside where they belong. Anyway, um, I know I'm, I'm going to move on time. from, we have one hit wonders and we've got a bunch in the music playlist. So check that You're out. You're welcome. <laughs> um, you got a list there. Uh, World Tourism Day is happening um, September 27th. And you know, Nancy and I are all behind that. And tourism cannot, does not need to be a negative word. It should be responsible tourism that goes right. with your community. And if your community does not have voice in the world of tourism, nothing's going to work. Community and the tourism people, whether it's a retail shop, a restaurant, a hotel, a bed and breakfast, Airbnb people too, you've got to have your buy-in from the community to make it work, to bring in the visitors. And you need to choose on what your visitors, what your, if you keep the integrity of your community, you won't have a problem. So it's kind of keeping your history, look at what you have in the natural world and what you can do that really showcases your what you have. And when you start preparing for tourism, it means that you're going to raise the standards of quality of life for your community. So I'm just saying tourism is a good thing. It brings money in mm-hmm. and it provides jobs for young people as well. We need more of that. Um, kids can, you know, work in a store, learn about money, all of that kind of stuff. Um, learn to have customer service beyond AI chat boxes. Have thriving downtowns, uh, servers, going back to the restaurant world, uh, housekeeping, uh, people that are helping check people into bed and breakfast. All of that kind of thing uh, really makes a town thrive. And if you don't think tourism benefits your community, where do you think tourism tax dollars go? When you go and pay for a hotel room, let me tell you, depending on where you go, you could be paying up to one to three different taxes. One will be for marketing to you, the the tourist, the traveler, to let you know, hey, come here, we've got this. One goes back into the city, the community, the county, um, that really goes into beautification, which helps people. When your city has money, your schools get paid. When you have people coming to your town, you have people going to the gas station. You have people going to the grocery stores. 
hikers do bring money into communities. I'm sick of hearing of people tell us that hikers do not bring money into a community. That true. is a bunch of complete hogwash. Where's that pineapple? Where, you know, what, what, what were we talking about before? They do. Um, hikers spend a lot of money on camping gear. They spend a lot of money on the right boots. And they also buy a lot of food because they're hungry when they've done the Appalachian Trail. So I'm just saying tourism helps your community. And if you're a traveler, you experience things beyond your comfort zone. So there is no price on that. educational. You're promoting education when you promote tourism. I'm sorry to yeah, be on I mean, my soapbox, but I my, can't. Help my it. Uh, my parents, you know, I was a very sick child, um, and um, but you know, whenever I was healthy, um, they would take me on excursions cool. uh, all over the world, all over the world, and uh, from mm. Disney World to Europe to whatever, and uh, I learned as much, if not more, from that than I ever did from mm. a formal education. So yep. traveling, traveling is very, you know, very important. And they say, you know, it's an old cliche, traveling broadens the mind. But uh, just because it's old doesn't mean it ain't true. Right. <laughs> it broadens the That's heart, true. right, Nancy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, it brings understanding if you let yourself understanding. You should, in yeah, in other words, there's a, there's a thing. Don't make everybody have to be what you are or what you think. Yeah, there's when we when when I was in the communication department when I went to school, uh, going with the college the first time, um, I was in the communications department, and uh, there's um, you know a very critical concept that that I was exposed to, and that was it doesn't matter what I mean, it only matters what you think I mean, yeah. and our our perceptions are filtered through our experiences. And mm-hmm. another more technical way to say that is it's called frames of acceptance. So mm-hmm. you have a certain experience. So you filter all the information that comes in through those experiences, which is means that it's imperative to get as many different experiences as you can so that you can really process life and information and situations in, in, in a very meaningful, truthful way. And, and there's actually a word for that called kazoostic stretching which is when you Ooh. go and you stretch your frames of acceptance <laughs> you stretch your kazoo sorry it, it, well, i was going to yeah. say your kazoostics yeah that's right so kazoostic stretching so it's it's uh but it really is it's it's about mm-hmm. it's about broadening your horizons stretching your frames of acceptance mm-hmm. so that you're exactly. not so narrowly focused so you're not so mm-hmm. narrowly processing information with with very limited you know ideas right and, and after all that. that you get to have a chocolate milk cuz September 27th is National Chocolate Milk Day. You know, I've never been a fan of chocolate milk. No, I'm not a I'm not a milk fan at all. I, just I don't, I don't cream. mind milk. I, I mean, I don't well, mind it, but I, I'd rather I like I like ice cream. Yeah, yeah. Ice Nancy, you don't good. drink milk either. We've never been. Did well, you ever we, drink milk growing up? Like yak milk. Yak milk. Yeah. <laughs> Go milk your yak. Yeah, I, th- I feel like Nancy's a milk drinker. No, she no, did goat Lisa, milk. She mu- she milked goats I did, for me. I milked I milked goats because Lisa was for a long time and still has touches of being lactose intolerant. So cow's milk wasn't working. It affected so the, the doctor. The doctor said get goat milk. Yeah, 
So I got goats and learned. Yeah, to Nancy just goes, oh, I'll just hoot. go get goats instead of goats. Oh, yeah, I thought right. this yeah, is yeah. cool. I got to go get goats. And then, oh, learning to milk them. In the States, you milk them from the side. But when I went to Africa, I saw they milked them from the back. I'm like, oh, I've been doing it wrong. But then, you know, from the back, it looks like you could get a good chick. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I would think and so. And you could get a good whiff, you know. But, but this is it, also but, a very... But the milk the milk that came from the goats was pretty good. And, and, and it was really good. Much better to bake with than cow's milk. Well, I've never had goat milk, but I have had goat cheese, and I love it. Oh, Mm. goat cheese is the best. I mean, you know, I know we're in September, not in August. I think it's got more, I think it's just creamier and had, maybe it's got more fat. I don't know. Yeah. We got a good recipe. We got a good recipe from Ruth Milstein on our website for, she calls it happy herb, and it's not the herb you think. Oh, um, hello. Goat cheese, garlic bread, and she puts it with Romano cheese, goat cheese, and parsley on garlic bread. And it's a Ooh. really easy recipe for folks to make. And, but that's what I think is really cool. And you sprinkle the goat cheese on top. Don't put mm. the goat cheese in the oven. It'll get weird. Mm. But, um, it's, I put goat cheese on salad, goat cheese, goat cheese, goat cheese. I love goat. And listen, September 27th, Bleh. some of us like to have those really crazy heavy breakfasts. And there's one, National Corned Beef Hash Day. Like, you want the greasy spoon? This is the corned beef hash breakfast Mm, with the eggs. It's like the one thing I love about the South is they have Waffle House. Look, the Waffle House is an institution. you got to have them smothered, covered, all of it, man. And you can get corned beef hash there. You can. And, um, oh, man, I want to go to a Waffle House now. There's just nothing like it. Well, now you're making me hungry, so thanks for that. Yeah, yeah but see, you know what I mean. I want, Waffle House. I want to, no, now I want a Reuben sandwich. On the road, on the oh, road, you so can good. pull up oh, mm. a Reuben. You get coffee mm. in the middle of the morning, two in the morning. Their Waffle House, they shine their lights nice and yellow. Say, come on down to the Waffle House. We got them smothered, covered. We got it fried. We got it smothered. We got it all good. You, you know, know, it's funny because I, I, one of my favorite memories is we were opening for Ted Nugent. And, uh, oh my God! You opened for Ted Nugent. Yeah, yeah, we opened for Ted Nugent back in the '90s, and uh, we finished oh, the gig. Funny. We played for about ten thousand people. We 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 finished the gig, and we were hungry, and uh, so we went to Waffle House, and we were still in our performance clothes. You know, we were still like dressed up for the show, mm-hmm. and these drunk. It was late. I don't know. It was probably about two in the morning. It's like Denny's in California. Yeah, All the well, musicians and the drunks are in the same house. And, and, and then, and then, like, and students, <laughs> college students. And so, it was yeah, like, yeah. So we we were sitting there, and these drunk girls at the next table started throwing M and M's at us. <laughs> like, oh, what the no heck? Reason, for no reason at all. But I still but, vividly remember but that. That's... I also produced a band that wrote. They were called Tequila Mockingbird. Oh, um, oh. And smart names. They, they wrote a song called Waffle House of Love, which is the, uh, one of the, one of the latter, one of the, if I, I'm trying to remember the lyrics. It was hilarious, but one of the lyrics, something like, uh, she handed me a beer, took off her rebel flag brassiere. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so, I'm going to have to find that on Spotify and YouTube because in I, August we did, it, there's know. a national waffle day in August and we did a waffles song. I, mm. I don't know if that song has on, on, it was recorded back in the '90s, and it was a local release. And I don't know that, so it may not be out there. But if you can find it, mm-hmm. it's pretty funny. There are well, there's waffle songs. I couldn't believe it, and some of them are good. And I found these bands in different countries, 
this, I love doing the music playlists because it it's like that thing where you're stretching your boundaries and mm-hmm. going into musical waters you never knew existed. And speaking of water, September 28th, which is we got it, we got to wrap this up here because we all get chitty chatty on this show because it's exciting. World Maritime Day is a big deal because it honors the seafarers from fishermen to those who fight um, for, you know, the brave men and women who go out on submarines. And they're just, you know, the rescuers, the Coast Guard, all of these seafarers that go out, you know, when we were recently on the coast of California and Oregon and Washington, and they have statues Mm -hmm. honoring those who have lost their lives, whether it was in World War II. When we forget about World War II, and there's nuclear sites, all, you know, things all up and down that coastline. I saw um, a piece of submarine that blew up in Crescent City, and they do an honor to those that were on the submarine. And you see, you know, these fishermen that go out in these rocky waters, like we're talking about lobster in Maine. These people go out in rocky waters to get food. And um, in, like I was saying, that served in the military and in wars, it is not easy. And when you see these monuments, and all these names listed, and you look down at the water, and those shipwrecks have happened, and privateering, depending on where you were, especially on Georgia's coastline, has some crazy privateering and mutiny yeah. stories. Um, you really realize, like, they are on ships, and there's sharks below. You know what I mean? Like, if you go overboard, and there's stuff going on, someone's going to bite your leg. Like, that's not a cool thought to me. But the seafaring, um, we've got to think about those men and women that go out there, people that eat seafood from Alaska, like all of that. It's hard-ass work. And so, um, yeah, I really, I think this day is very important. There's maritime museums all along coastlines around the world. And to go to them and understand um, warfare, um, you know, just like you think about the Beach of Normandy, I'm going a little stretching it out here, but it's true. You know, maritime is about that. And it, it's about our livelihood and people's, you know, life-saving people. When you go out, hey, I'm going mm-hmm. to swim, even though they tell you there's riptide. Oh, I'm fine. I can swim through the riptide. No, you can't. And the lifeguard uh, someone goes, has to come oh, save God. you. you know. Yeah. Um, lifeguard goes, oh, boy, here we go. Yeah, here we go. Here's another one. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's a big deal. And... Jo- Joey and Nancy, wait, Nancy's been saved. You and your brother what? were one oh. of those little bratskis that went out where you shouldn't be and had to be raised yeah. by the, uh, uh, saved by the, the Coast Guard. That was kind of fun, actually. <laughs> I see. Anyway, so Joey, you've got a song on there um, that you, you produced, right? Yeah, so I, I sent you several yes, songs we got- about the ocean. Um, yes. So, uh, Crips the Cross, you know, the king of yacht rock, I think, who has yeah. a song Sailing. Um, and then Sticks Come Sail Sticks Away. Sticks Come Sail Away, yeah. And, uh, so there's so, but, um, one of the ones that I thought was really cool and, and had such a, talks about all of that, you know, maritime is a song from a guy I, I, uh, produced, uh, gosh, back in 2015, I think. It's somewhere in that range, uh, 2015, 2016. Uh, maybe even 2014, I can't remember, but, uh, his name is Christopher Bartlett and, uh, the name of his album is Dogs in the Water and mm-hmm. the title track is fantastic and it's about the seafaring life and, and it's just a wonderful song. He's a great singer, a great guitar player and our, 
we made a decision um, because at the time he was making a living on cruise ships. And uh, so nine months out of the year, he was on a cruise ship. So he had no, um, no expenses on the cruise ship. He was just making money and saving it. He lived, he you know, didn't have a house, didn't have a car. Um, he lived with his dad, you know, and, and uh, was doing that for, I think he did it for about five, six years. Wow. But we made this, we made a decision that, um, you know, the record we wanted to make was not going to be very fancy because this circles us back around to, to making a live, impactful record. Um, the the, uh, the record was him and the acoustic guitar. I mean, that's what that's what he was doing. That's what people knew him for. So we made we made a decision not to not to fancy it up with a bunch of overdubs or extra instruments so that when people bought the record when he was on the cruise ship or looked him up on social media or whatever, that uh, they would get the experience they were expecting um, from his live performance. So I basically used one, two, three, four microphones, um, and uh, it was just him and the guitar, and uh, we we recorded it until we got it right. We didn't do any fixes or or anything. Um, mm. So I had you know I had a vocal mic, two mics of the guitar, and then one on the body, one on the neck, and then one uh, in the room picking up the room tone. So. Mm. About 85% of what you hear is all just that room um, with just a little a little enhancement here and there, but not, it's got not much of anything. It's yeah, got it's grit. wonderful. Yeah. And your voice sounds, you guys have similar voices. You you sound yeah. alike. Yeah, he's, he's a great singer. And, you know, he's 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 not a power singer. You know, like I, I, I do a lot of stuff with hitting high notes and stuff like that. But he's just got this beautiful, expressive voice. Yeah, and yeah. that whole record. It's really great. There's another song called Billy Joe Bass. Is it Billy Joe Bass? Yeah, I think that's right. Um, Billy Joe something. I think it's Billy Joe Bass. But um, it, it's a great song about a, a seven-year-old that wants to fight another seven-year-old because he stole his girlfriend. It's it's amazing. It's, it's the songs are so good um, that it's worth listening to. But yeah, I, I love I love the seafaring tunes. There's several there for you to consume. I love it. I love it. And uh, speaking of consuming. Or consumption. That doesn't sound good. Um, September 29th. We're going to have to put Bob Dylan in this list of one more cup of coffee before I mm. go to the bottom of <laughs> Don't, I love that song. One more cup of coffee. Mm. Um, because it's National Coffee Day. And I should have told Joey huh? this in advance because I, I know he loves his coffee. I, my, one of my interns recently pointed out that I, apparently have an addiction problem (laughs) and uh so coffee is my drug of choice and uh you know there's actually an excellent book written by um michael pollan or i'm not sure how you say it it's not palin but it's michael pollan and uh, he's a great journalist about how coffee and tea actually work and Mm -hmm. how they actually don't give you energy or, or, but they, they, they bind mm-hmm. receptors that tell you that you're tired. Um, well, so first of all, I like the taste of coffee. I can't smell, but I like the taste of it. And, uh, second, secondly, it's nice and warm and sort of a comforting drink. Great way to start your day. Great way to refresh yourself if you're working real hard and you're feeling a little tired. But, uh, you know, I don't make adrenaline. I don't have adrenal, adrenal function. Uh, my endocrine system is gone from the brain tumor. And, uh, so, uh, over the years of, of having to work kind of screwed up hours, um, coffee has become uh, my adrenaline substitute, even though it doesn't technically mm. work that way. Um, well, but Nancy's, yeah, but I, I, 
I love it. It's fun. Right Nancy now, is the coffee queen um, on no, the store. I love. I love me some. I love me some Starbucks. Um, it's uh, also uh, National Starbucks Day. Just so you oh, know. I didn't know. Well, I also love Dunkin' Donut coffee. Dunkin' Donut uh, I, coffee is good. I despise McDonald's coffee. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, my favorite Nancy coffee won't drink it. Yeah, it's well. I will mm-hmm. if I have to. But my no. favorite coffee is currently Lavazza. <laughs> so oh, that's what I'm. Lavazza. That's what I'm drinking now. Well, yeah, Nan- it's Nancy, good. Nancy makes the best coffee for. Um, times that I have to shovel snow and it's really, really cold. Well, you know, um, the, I, I haven't, I, I'm using a curing, you know, and, and, and I'm too lazy slash kitchen ignorant to like grind my own beans and all that kind of stuff. So, but no, uh, within, within those parameters, I'm a bit of a bouge snobby coffee person. <laughs> Nancy does a French, uh, the, the French roast press thing. And everywhere we go, mm-hmm. like people, we, we've had conversations with pet sitters and everything. And they're like, well, what's your, you know, so everybody's, every place you go, the TV's different. I've got the TV down. It's mm-hmm. the coffee makers that yeah. you look at and go, what? So we have our own French press because when it's complicated, then that we're, not French. It. we're not doing yeah. it. Everybody's got this little thing for the espresso and all. Uh, 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 no, no, that's training. And if you break it, you know, I don't oh, need yeah. to hand out thousand dollars for a to, cup of coffee that we can make ourselves. Right, he's got it perfect. Or, and then, yeah, I've got the time. Well, and since it's fall, press. y'all, Nancy does spike the coffee at times, yeah, um, and that's it. what I'm saying. When you're out in the cold, because I have asthma, and here I am shoveling snow, and it's cold, cold, mm-hmm. cold. In Wisconsin. Coffee? Nah, and I, she put a little there. bourbon and sometimes bourbon. Bailey's or something like that, lighter. Um, where we were um, at Tiffany's Bed and Breakfast, they had some uh, bourbon liqueur from Rocktown mm-hmm. Distillery, Little Rock. Um, they We actually went and interviewed them a few years back, and he was the first distillery in the state of Arkansas to mm-hmm. to open after Prohibition. Think about it. Yeah. We're in like in the 2020s, right? Yeah. And so he had to fight the law. And he won. Yeah. Yeah, um, he, he fought the law and he won. And then he went, well, now that I have the distillery, I'm going to serve craft cocktails. And he takes people on tours of the distillery. They're right downtown. And it's fabulous. And when we interviewed him, I I think I was drinking vodka or gin. I couldn't, I forgot what I was drinking and, and couldn't, I couldn't like, I couldn't speak. <laughs> I like, Apparently you're having that same problem now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm just you know mimicking my my you're, you're, you're uh, you know, reliving that moment. I would yeah. I was a little buzzed um for a little really? sip, but um but anyway he he went in and he had to start all over again with all the you know legal stuff and he went and got it so now you can go in and have craft cocktails and they do recipes and um they I mean it's just when I see small businesses having to go through so much and it, yeah. it's just to me we we should you know celebrate those and coffee shops. Coffee shops are fantastic. You know, that's, oh, yeah. so I used to play music in coffee shops and the cops would come, um, at certain times because that was their, you know, go in and get a cup of coffee, get back on the beat. You'd I have, to, I thought they were coming to get you. No, but they, yeah. would, they would sit and listen. That's how <laughs> yeah. I would test out my original material was going to coffee shops because people would really listen. And remember one, like couple of people, they were like, no, go. I went to do a cover because it was like new people. I was like, do a cover. And they're like, no, no, play your originals, please. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And so coffee shops, people tend to sit, listen. Yeah, they're meeting with people. But 
sometimes those are better audiences to try new material out, depending on what kind of music you're doing. Um, yeah. But as a singer songwriter fumbling around, um, I really learned a lot from doing music and, and coffee, but Nancy does make a killer spiked happy coffee. Um, for <laughs> the last time she did it, she, she, you know, coffee doesn't necessarily settle your nerves, but um, I literally almost got zapped by lightning and mm. came into the house where I ran. I really almost got nailed inside a metal building um, with lightning, a horse trail. Really not doing right. And I hauled mm. ass like I didn't know I could run and I could. And I got in and I could not walk straight. I was so wonky from the electricity in the air. The electricity was so bad that the her smoke hair detector went off. Was, if her hair was standing on end, she looked like one of the little rascals. Phyllis Diller. <laughs> Which one? Phyllis Diller. But yeah, so she comes out, she says, you need a good coffee. Because it was still really early in the morning. I was feeding the donkey and stuff. And she comes in that we were taking care of. And she comes in and she's like, here, you need this. And I was like, okay, okay, I'm, 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 I got some balance, you know. I'm not saying everyone should be doing this all the time. It's just once in a while, Nancy makes me... Like calm medical down a little bit. Coffee. Yeah, 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 that's what yeah we're just medical grade coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was right. good. But also, uh, everyone, September 29th for our friends of Jewish faith. It is the start of the Jewish holiday known as the Feast of Booths. It is Sukkot. Uh, we also have uh, Ruth Milstein has been on the show. She's got uh, great recipes and everything uh, f- celebrating Sukkot. And she is the author of Cooking with Love Ventures into the New Israeli Cuisine. So her recipes are all on that page. It's also Confucius Day, and who doesn't love Confucius? It is Confucius International Day. Happy Goose Day, so bend over. Sorry, I had to say that. And <laughs> since it's coffee day, since it's coffee day, Mm-mm. it is National Biscotti Day. And yeah, that's good. I like this National Brave Day. I think bravery um, is underrated, and that's an important thing. And World Heart Day, and we got to give a shout out to Dr. Jackie Ubani's on our show a lot. Um, she's a cardiologist, electrophysiologist, author of Women and Heart Disease, The Real Story. And she's on a mission to help women, uh, because you, you can't tell when a woman's having a heart attack like you can a man when they do, you know, Esther, I'm coming. Um, what's Lisbeth. his name? Sanford and son. Yeah, Elizabeth. Yeah. Oh, Elizabeth, I'm mm-hmm. coming. Esther um, was women. The aunt. So you're yeah, Esther was the aunt. Oh, but she was yeah. funny, man. She would yeah. stomp her feet, man. Yeah, that's funny. I'm coming yeah. to join you, Elizabeth. Yeah, Elizabeth. Um, and I'm Lamont coming. was so cool. Lamont was always Lamont. so cool. Yeah. And he'd be like, come on, pop. That's what I used to say when I was <laughs> back in the 90s when I got a good take uh, in the studio when I was working on my album. I was like, Lamont, bring me a paper towel, dummy. <laughs> anyway. You got it. That's exactly it, too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Okay, so lastly, we've got to bring up uh, September 30th is International Podcast Day. Hello. Here we are. We've been doing it for almost 17 years. Yeah. Um, it's pretty, yeah, we're, we're, we're young and vibrant. It's extra virgin olive oil day because every virgin mm. needs some extra olive oil. Absolutely. And, um, that did not come out well. I'm not, I did not mean anything. it that way. It just did yes, not did. come out well. Yes, you I did. did. You did. Don't need That's it. That's called Don't a Freudian slip. That, yeah. Oh, is it? No, Dude. but it's not Freud. It's not Freud day, isn't it? Rumi day or did I pass Rumi up? It is Rumi Day, so there you go. Uh, it's also Save the Koala Day. We've got a, a great interview with a koala specialist in Australia for you in the in the show notes. And this is very it's pet trick day. So if you teach your pets tricks, this is the day Joey knows how to get his cat to talk. That's important. Um, and it's National Puppy Mill Survivor Day. So many dogs in puppy mills. It's cruel. It's disgusting. 
And we've seen so many that are rescued, which thank you to all who rescue puppy mill dogs. Some who cannot walk normally because of the cages under their paws. Some who are born deformed because of interbreeding. Um, we've seen a lot and, um, it's sad, but all those people who go and rescue dogs that are in need like that, thank you for doing it. And people who think you can do backyard breeding without doing it credibly, um, you are in your own way a puppy mill. And it's not cool. So <laughs> I better watch my mouth. So anyway, yeah. it's National Chewing Gum Day, and I apparently need that in my mouth right now. But this is the important thing. It is National Ghost Hunting Day, so we have ghost songs. Oh, ghost and hunting. Ghost I thought hunting. you said goat hunting. I'm like, ghost. no. Ghost. ghost. Like, uh, oh. Do you have any haunted places in Macon, Georgia? Uh, you know, I've never been into that kind of thing, so I don't know the answer to that question. Mm. Well, we'll see when we get there, Joey. Yeah, yeah. You might know. have to I, go I, check out your studio space before you move in. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We might have to go and suss it out. For we lived in a haunted cabin. Yeah, we did. And yeah. the end, the lady who lived there before, she's a Native American, and she put high, uh, coyote skins on the outside with of her front their door. Heads, their heads, full heads. With yeah, that was kind of whoa. To scare off the evil spirits. But I will say this, in the middle of the night, things would topple over in the cupboards. And I would go out into the kitchen to see what is going on and everything would be laying on its side and there's nobody there. Or upside then, down. And then, you know, or upside down. And then I go back to my bedroom and my bed would always be moved exactly 45 degrees out at the foot of the bed, out from the wall. Weird. Always. And I was like, there. I couldn't get up because something was sitting on me hmm. and I couldn't sit up. So th- there is the ghost experience. Yeah. We've had a I few s- and I've photographed some too. Yeah. So I just don't huh. really know quite what to make of it. We don't know, but it, it, you know, because my, do go my in intelligent night. brain says, nah, but the other side of me goes, yep, but yep. Yep. And yeah, no, no, I feel the exact same way. My rational side is like, eh, I don't know, but you know, there's, there's a lot of things. A lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of sort of, you know, uh, uh, anecdotal, you know, evidence of it. So I yeah, have never so seen, it. I have never heard, you know, there's a lot of people that say they have recordings of ghosts talking and stuff like that. I've never heard mm-hmm. one of those audio files that I felt were legit. Um, yeah. As, a, as an audio professional. Uh, yeah. but, uh, but that being said, I mean, I don't, I don't pretend to know everything. I keep, yeah. <laughs> well, there's apps that people use when they go to graveyards and stuff, and then right. I, I don't know. I don't know. You I know, have to look at those and see what, like, how they work, and, and see if the science. It'd be interesting to take the sound file and and really be able to read it. You know what I mean? Well, Lisa, do you um, remember that lady we went with to the graveyard? Yeah, yeah. And she held yeah. her phone over and the, a and grave. They went and into a military it... site, and the one that guy that weird. was buried there swore at her. And I'm yeah, like, well, you're stepping on talking. Him. He's stepping talking on him. from the grave, but then she's holding her phone over the grave. And, so and I'm he, like, oh, he told her on. where to go. He yeah, where to go. Of course, Nancy not giggling hysterically, but she oh, does ghost tours. She's good at it. She's good at what she does. And we've been on a few ghost tours. In but fact, still, we were in see, my mind goes, my mind just goes, okay, good prank. That, that, yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, no, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know because these apps, I don't believe it. These apps are interesting, but I also feel like, you know, 
you can feel vibes. We've been in, I've got photos of um, people with shadows, like a person shadow behind them that there's no person. And oh, it's remember that one in the kitchen? The in, city, in City Hotel in Columbia up in uh, California. Up, It's that the most weird. well-preserved gold rush town in California. And it's a state park. And it's a, and this stuff's all been on TV and stuff with the hauntings. And I mean, I, we've got with Tombstone, Arizona. We were there on October 31st for that Halloween and they cool had a too. ghost tour and, you know, one of my favorite movies. And it, oh, it is good. Mm. And this, it's the town too tough to die. And we were there evacuated from a wildfire in California. And, um, we had thought our house had died and the town was all de- dressed up for Halloween and big nose Kate saloon. There was a bartender in his late 60s, 70s. Dressed as Frankenfurter from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, too- we went musical. in. It's, cool. I love the Rocky Horror Picture. I think that's me some too. of the best soundtracks ever. Oh, me too. I know. And we, my wife oh. and I, that was our courtship during that play. So we oh, know all wow. Songs. Well, hello. That's yeah. some wild stuff. Nancy's Welcome the, last, to my the last magazine Nancy published in South Africa, the front cover was the Rocky oh. Horror Picture Show, which we had all these actors come in from Sydney, Australia. A really good play. Not the the movie thing where people throw stuff. This was like a full-blown Broadway yeah, production. It, it was banned forever. And it was banned. And so they unbanned mm-hmm. it. And we saw all of our friends, like in town, like professionals, bankers, you name it, clients, go there dressed up at the Rocky Horror. And we're like, no way, dude. Are you kidding? But she put that in the front cover. She's like, well, if we have to leave the country, because things were getting a little crazy, that's a whole other story. I'm putting them on the front cover, and that was the last yep. cover. That was the last front yep. cover. It was the Rocky Horror. It was a good show. cover, fantastic awesome. cover. But, so cool. um, but yeah, um, anyway, he he found us a place to live because we thought our place had burned down, and it was next to Boot Hill Cemetery. But on that on that ghost tour and stuff, I do have some crazy photos. I have orbs. I have, but yeah. you, you know, there's so many things that you could go. Well, this was that and that, but. Um, we do have some good ghost songs, uh, Ghost Riders in the Sky. No, Joey said, hey, we've got to do that. that. We've got Mrs. Lackey, and you'll probably hear mm-hmm. these all in our Halloween uh, set as well. Mrs. Lackey is from the Loose Hinges, which is they're from uh, East uh, Tennessee, uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, they were on our show many years ago, and we always play Mrs. Lackey. It's about a ghost in the, you know, one of those old, you know, everybody has one of those in, in older neighborhoods that there was a witch living in that house. Mm-hmm. And then she, she turns into being a ghost. And that's who Mrs. Lackey is. And then, um, we've got to play the ghost of Tom Joad. And, yeah. um, that's with Tom Morello and Bruce Springsteen. We played that for Joey before we started recording. And, yeah, um, I hope you guys amazing. enjoy that. Yeah. Pretty that's, amazing. that's pretty epic. And, um, so that is it for today's broadcast. We want to thank all of our listeners. Thank you for joining us. And if it is your birthday this week, we wish you a very happy birthday. Mm. Hope you enjoy your next spin around the sun and that um, don't look into the sun directly. The eclipse is coming. So don't do that. And just enjoy your birthday. Blow those candles out. Eat that cake. That is your day mm-hmm. to eat your cake or whatever you want to eat. It's you know Some people don't want birthday cake, so don't have it. Do whatever you want. Um, pecan pie milk day right yeah pecan pie Ooh. Mm. so thank you all everyone keep up with joey at joeystucky.com he is here every fourth sunday having a good old gab fest with us and talking music and all kinds of good stuff and don't forget joey's alive day is happening september 29th the link for that is in the show notes as is the music playlist we'll have a book list all of that good stuff list of all um you just go to the one page link that has everything in the uh playlist i mean the show notes that goes to our site that has a list of all the birthdays uh, for the month, 
I mean, the week, and it has a list of recipes that go with all the holidays. It lists all the holidays, all of that good stuff, and it will link to Joey's Alive Day information. So thanks so much, Joey. It's always fun having you on the show. Always my privilege, my friends. All right. Thank you. And everyone, don't behave. Take care.